This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible, and you listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get started with a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. Laser Time, the happiest podcast on earth. Oh my god, that's a tease if there ever was one. Welcome to the internet's 14th leading pop culture show, continuing to slide down the charts. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Antista, and special guest today is... The man, the myth, the legend, Matthew Allen. Matthew Allen, former Disney cast member, who has joined <laughs> us for several things to debunk Disney myths. You make that sound legend. a lot more important than I was. I, think I, well, you, <laughs> I sold churros. That you're one of the only ones I, I know. I know a ton of Florida people, but, yeah. but they don't yeah. have... I think Disneyland's more magical. I think it's more mysterious. There aren't a lot of... When we talked about last time, yes. about myths about the park, almost none of them revolve around Disney World. None yeah. of them. Well, there I, is no mystery. That's sort of, I think, partially that, but partially my bias is I have a Disneyland bias. But also... It's not just you. If you do a search, like, you know, when we're researching stuff like this, if you search, you don't find a lot of Disney World well, myths. Well, I've right? been to both parks extensively, and... I've seen behind the scenes of both of them. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing mysterious about Disney World. Yeah. You, they, it's pretty common knowledge. There's a giant underground, and you sort of see that. Yeah. Disneyland one... hides that from you. If you're standing on the back of Walt's apartment from Main Street, yeah. the architecture looks very confusing. It's intentionally forced perspective, a very good util- utilization of space. Disney yes. World is not that. It's just huge. It's something I meant to talk about. We were talking about why so many myths exist around Disney. Yes. And we ended up going so long that we have to talk about you know the, mus- the, the movie myths, myths about the movie and TV. Mm-hmm. But with the parks, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I think is is they are intentionally, at least Disneyland is, intentionally designed to hide stuff in plain sight. Yes. And so that lends itself to saying, well, what else is maybe hidden here in plain mm-hmm. sight that I'm not aware? Because there's so much that I didn't know about until I learn about it. Yeah. What else could there be? And my right? buddy uses the word magical about Disneyland because yeah. like you don't, this doesn't make sense. That ride was too big to be in this spot. Yes. To be in this building. Right. World doesn't. There's no mystery because they have plenty of land to work they with. Had I the, took yeah. three turnpikes to get here and <laughs> rode a boat over. You you have to take a train from park to park. Yes. There's no Disneyland. You drive well. It used to be you drive up in front mm-hmm. of the place, get out of your car, and walk to it. It's now, crazy. Now you have to do. A we stayed in thing, a cheap but... hotel across the street. We <laughs> yeah. just walked back and forth between both yeah. parks. It was it was nuts being a a Floridian. It's it's in the middle of a city, and as such, yeah, they have mm-hmm. to do a lot with so much with the space. Mm-hmm. There's also the thing of like the the cast members or the Imagineers designing it. They intentionally throw hidden stuff in there mm-hmm. as sort of a nod. Mostly they're Easter eggs mm-hmm. or they call them like hidden Mickeys. There's the hidden Mickeys where they're yeah. referencing like Mickey and stuff. They do that intentionally. But because they do that, I think it, people's imagination just runs and they go, what else? Well, what else? Yeah, what else could they be doing? Right? What else is going on in the and, surface? And so the Imagineers are the guys working on the mm-hmm. parks. They were originally all those. They worked for Disney Film. You know, a lot of those guys started as animators yeah. or you know working on the sets of Disney films. Like mm-hmm. most, Imagineering wasn't a thing before Disneyland, yeah. right? And as such, a lot of those same practices that they did in the parks of hiding things in plain sight mm-hmm. and kind of you know little knowing nods to things like the windows at Disneyland, which yeah. are all like names of, of famous people that are park legends. They put that in the movies, mm-hmm. and now because of the internet. 
when a Pixar movie comes out, we know about all this stuff almost instantaneously. It, right? it sucks because I had I have all these giant articles that I had ready to go. And the nature of content shifted so fast, lasertimepodcast.com, <laughs> that like I follow Disney and Oh My Disney on Facebook. They're doing the shit that I had planned on doing four years ago. They're scooping themselves. It's almost unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. But there's a, still a couple of urban legends they don't want to talk about just yet. And I think that's what we'll kind of discuss in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's stuff that as a corporation, you just don't publicly disclose at all because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't get you anything if you do acknowledge things as yeah. false. It, it just It's not going to win them anything. So they're better off just, hey, we'll leave that alone. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, when corporations do that and they don't answer anything, mm-hmm. that's when people start to talk. That's how the myths grow right? yeah. is when they don't address it. That's when people start to whisper amongst you, themselves. And a ton of these are like that. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're totally innocuous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but like people have been discussing them for years. I have been the villain at parties swatting these myths out of the mouths of innocent people. Like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Here's why. I'll tell you. I'm going to do that here, too. I'm going to ruin it for everybody. So I can spread you out there. Make yourself unpopular at parties. Can we not invite that guy who thinks everything is (laughs) fake? I mean, let's be honest. You and I don't get invited to many parties anyway. Yeah, that's why there's only two people on the show. (laughs) So, yeah, we're we're, we're, we're here to dispel. We're here to be the, uh, actually, guys. Uh, Just assume we're both wearing our glasses and constantly pushing them up at each other the entire time. Well, did people point out anything, or did we miss anything from the Disneyland myths episode? There were a few that we didn't. Didn't necessarily have time to get to that. Yeah, absolutely. I said you were a former cast member, right? You yeah, know your business. Former cast member. So there's a couple that, you know, stuff that I don't know if we missed it, but just stuff I didn't know if if we should talk about it. If it, I couldn't figure out if it was confirmed or not. Some mm-hmm. stuff I did find out. So um, we mentioned we didn't talk too much about Disney World. Here's a mm-hmm. weird one. Uh, there's a myth that there was a Nazi painted into the background of a mural at the Grand Floridian. Mm. That's actually true. A the, hotel myth. Yeah, the Boo. artist. The artist it's acknowledged correct, it, um, and he just—it's a kind of a Great Gatsby era painting. So I guess the time frame. Yeah, it's would not make like sense. he's celebrating a Nazi. Yeah, there's yeah. a Nazi standing to the side. But he, there's no explanation oh. of why he did it, other mm. than I mean, artists do stuff like that all the time. It's probably his little like fu to. Getting paid by the man because Disney is very much well, a, large is a pretty innocuous man. Nazi. Yeah, well, he's just yeah. You can see a picture of it. He's just kind of standing. There's no swastika armband. There's no SS hat. You you kind of have to fill in the blanks and use your imagination to, to really say, oh yeah, no, that's him. You that's could a confuse uniform. him for Captain America if you wanted to. It could be any. It could be any uniform, like Look a security up, guard kids. or something. Look but, it up. but the artist himself apparently did confirm it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, like another one that I wasn't sure. It's hard to tell if it's confirmed or not. Well, okay, so it's I, it's absolutely not true, mm-hmm. but I didn't think enough people talked about it to be worth mentioning. But um, so apparently, some people were saying they no longer sell piglet stuffed animals at the parks because they didn't want to offend Muslim clientele. Yeah, that's a big bullshit because I I've straight up seen piglet. Was in the Disney store today. There's plenty of piglet shit. So that's that's one of those. Uh, fake news things yeah. you see on the internet that people spread in order to get people pissed off about Ooh. stuff absolutely 100% fake not true news. if anything if you don't see like a piglet for sale it's because he's not selling enough and Disney doesn't bother to, to stock shelves I have, stuff that's not I selling. have at least two piglet things and I'm not the biggest fan oh I love piglet he's Eeyore so all sweet. the way he's the realist thanks for noticing yeah, exactly me. yeah wish I was dead <laughs> they never should have canceled the rest of development so there's a couple, there's one more I didn't really talk much about that um, Disneyland, it was apparently Disneyland didn't allow tattoos. That just stemmed from an April Fool's joke. Disneyland, 
there are people all over the parks with tattoos. Now, yeah. if you're a cast member, you're not supposed to have visible tattoos. Cause, I, yeah, you know. I can see why they wouldn't want to hire someone to look like Gaston if they have <laughs> neck tattoos crawling up their ear and forehead. Yeah, so but but that's not the general public. They they don't really have. Although one of the most interesting things I love looking at mm-hmm. old pictures of Disneyland to see how much people dress up to go mm-hmm. to the park. It's like people used to dress up to go flying. They would yeah. put on their suits huh. to go to Disneyland. Huh. And nowadays, you see them. It's like dudes rocking like tank tops, and short shorts, I, I and, promise and you, sandals. It's, it's fascinating to Google that. Like Google Disneyland year yeah. and watch. like Because it's, you know, if you've been there once, you have a frame of reference for what you're seeing. But you can also see not only fashion, I pointed out many times, obesity. Yeah. You can see yes. how much that has changed from the 1970s to the 1990s. Which, if you're running a park full of attractions, which mm-hmm. ha- have to take into account weight limits, yeah. that actually, <laughs> oh, man. and maintenance, you can you bet that is the affected. Sky win. There yeah. you go, right? But yeah. also, like, yeah, that they've probably, it has probably resulted in additional maintenance required on a lot of rides or retrofitting to, to handle more weight. I don't mm. know. That's. We just, I think, created an urban myth. That's good. No, in no way verified. Good. But, but if you hear about that. Cite us Wikipedia. Yeah, absolutely. Cite us Snopes. Um, let's see. There was one. Oh, there was a couple that aren't really myths. They We know them to be true, but I think they're interesting tidbits. Mm-hmm. So there's two things. Um, there is a phenomenon out mm-hmm. there called Disney bounding. Do you know what this is? Have you well, we of, had to look it up before. Have this. you heard of this? Have you heard of this? I've, you know I've, this heard of, you I've heard only heard about this because you brought it up. I, because I, I thought it, I remember reading about it being a problem because I've been to Dis- both Disney parks a ton of times, but I didn't see a ton of people dressing up like the characters. So Disneyland used to have very strict, specific rules against dressing up and going to the parks. You know where I remember hearing about it? This is a great story. Okay, it's a great story, and I, I, well, good thing we're on a podcast. There's a book I can recommend uh, about it. It's like Universal versus Disney. It's like about the okay. whole war okay. of Universal Studios Florida and MGM because MGM was pretty. Mu- Disney was going to build an extra park in Florida, mm-hmm. and they decided to do MGM Studios now Hollywood Studios to fuck Universal into the ground. So if you're going to open up your movie theme park with movie themes, rides, and p- things being shot here, we're going to do the fucking same to make sure you don't make money. Yeah. Uh, it was It's pretty rude and vicious, but a really fun story. And Universal's guerrilla marketing one day um, decided we're going to get Frankenstein and Woody Woodpecker and Beetlejuice and like everybody else they had the rights to in the park. And they got them on a boat, not a boat, on a bus. And drove them over the di- to Disney World. No way, no way. To pay, th- and there's there's pictures of it. You can see it. You can see. You they, can see. They pulled a DX. There is one newspaper shot from like the Orlando Sentinel, of like Woody and Woody Woodpecker and Mickey shaking hands because like Disney got wind that this was going to happen, and before those characters could walk into the park, they cornered them in front and like we always welcome our new friends and oh, like. Wow. Can, well, can we go in the park? Like, absolutely not. And uh, you are, no, there's no way fucking the mummy is going in wow. to d- but, the so Magic Kingdom. So that backfired against Universal then because Disney, they have the, and, the, the shot is of them shaking hands. Yes. And yes. But then they're like, why didn't you allow them in the park? It's like, oh, it had nothing to do with a rival competitor wanting to go to the park. We have a very specific costume. no costume okay, policy. That go. is what they fell back on for why they didn't allow any Universal characters in the park. Marty McFly couldn't meet Donald Duck. Because of that policy. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of Universal pulling a DX, showing up. Like, remember when DX from WWE showed up at the WCW Nitro taping? Can you even imagine? (laughs) This is the attitude era of Disney versus Universal. Oh, what if they would have let them in? But no, I mean, I remember these rules. And I think they've they've loosened up those requirements. Because you see, they sell... Once they started selling the princess costumes in the The park... The princess costumes and I think the big one that I saw was the Marvel acquisition. As soon as that happened, like... 
well, we don't have a lot of Iron Man stuff to sell other than right. like the little kid outfits. Yeah. And so all of a sudden kids were dressing up like Iron Man. So part. I don't know this to be fact, but now I think that rule mm-hmm. only applies to adults because with kids, mm. they let you know them the dress difference. up. Yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. running up to a little kid dressed as Cinderella. Right. And the reasoning behind the rule is actually pretty sound. Picture. They didn't want randoms going into the park. Like kind of like yeah. when you go to Universal City Walk yeah. or, or when you go to... Um, uh, in LA, oh, like fucking you know, Sunset mid- Boulevard, yeah, Sunset Boulevard, and you just have randoms there taking, like, oh, there's Spider, there's four Spider-Man I'm taking a picture with. A joke we made about like outside the Chinese theater. It's Marilyn yeah. Monroe and, <laughs> and Guns and Roses slush. So you to can avoid get your picture that, with them. Disneyland said no, we, mm-hmm. we can't have people in there, or else they're going to be you know causing crowds. There yeah, people there's going to be up doing photo ops, and that's we don't sanction this. We don't know who mm-hmm. these people are. Mm-hmm. I think they they're more lax on the rules, but they still apply for adults. And so with this phenomenon called Disney bounding. Adults will actually dress up like their character, like color schemes of mm-hmm. their favorite characters. Wear their hair like the, the characters, and it's more like a, a deconstructed character or like an abstract version. Where it's, if you look at them from far away, you could see how, oh yes, that could be Tinkerbell, yeah, or, or that could be Minnie Mouse, but she's not wearing the Minnie Mouse bow or anything yes. like that, right? Ladies, I gotta say, it's some of the coolest shit I've ever seen because their, their outfits look jarring. Because yeah. it's not an organic combination of clothing. And they usually use like pastels or like really yes. bright primary colors where you would not dress like yes. that nowadays. But it looks, I think it's super cool. And it's like, and it's just one of those things. It's like wearing a cool dork shirt. Like <laughs> when it when it's just like, I'm just wearing a Waylon Yutani shirt instead of like, I love aliens. Like, <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta know. You gotta, it, it takes you a second to get what this is. And like the pictures you showed me, like. That's really clever. Yeah, they, that's really cool. They they mostly a, women, by the way. Yeah, and there's a there's a whole it's a whole phenomenon where they, we there's take like more websites pride in cosplay. God damn it! But there's like but this is like creative cosplay because mm-hmm. this isn't like hey I'm gonna look exactly like a thing. I'm going it, to channel the thing where people can recognize me. Yeah, but not like dress up it, as the thing. And it doesn't look too dissimilar from like if they were making a modern version of Snow White, maybe she would have a halter top. So, and, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but and that's what they look like. They look like yeah. if they were you were redesigning that character for today, that might be what they look like. It looks really fucking cool. Yeah. So so you want to let's talk about something that's not so cool. We don't talk about nerdy, not cool. What? Let's talk about the gangs of Disneyland. This is something we didn't talk about last time. We did not talk about. So this is something I someone clued me into an article recently. There's apparently these things that they call themselves social clubs, and there was an article in the LA Times what? recently. Because these are literally so. The urban myth is that Disneyland uh, stay out of Neverland. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the urban myth is that Disneyland has had like gang violence and gang fights. The reality is, yes, there have been a few incidents, right? Wow. But like mostly in the parking lots and stuff. These are actual gangs that form around Disneyland. It's it's who you think it would be, though, right? It's usually like kids. older people or kids. They're like the same dudes that are like in the biker clubs that are more like the oh, yuppies so on the weekend sad. for bikers. Let's, weekend warriors. Can I just read you a few names of these clubs? Oh, I want to see if I can guess. <laughs> hey, it's the River Street Crackets. You don't come on our turf. Well, how about this Talking one? Your shit. How about this one? Fess up. The Wonderland Warriors <laughs> come out and play. Or how about this? The Main Street Elite. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, fine. You know what? That's your turf, the boring area. Yeah, that's their turf, but not the Neverlanders turf. Because this here is the Neverlanders turf. Neverlanders is pretty good. I don't know. I'm giving them more mic time, but maybe apparently these are these. And I, I don't want to say too much. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you love Disneyland, you have a group of friends. That's fine. Why, what not, I'm hurt, making, why not hurt people? What I'm making fun that's of what you're is saying. no. There was an article in the LA Times recently that talked about one of the groups was 
basically blackmailing the other or something where this person was accusing them of saying, if you don't pay us protection money... If you don't give us all your fucking pens, <laughs> give me all your fucking pens, and they better have the mouse ears right. backs, and this doesn't They, they basically said, we're going we're gonna to talk it better about you. the principle. We will get your annual pass revoked. Yes. yes. <laughs> I want 70 churros. On today, the day of your daughter's Disneyland wedding. <laughs> the day of a teacup ride. I come, I will grant you one request. You... The member of Mickey's Little Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you, you request of me? The members of the Casey Juniors. <laughs> Jesus Christ. People are so fucked. Godfather. Godfather. God damn it. I, I want nothing more than for the Wonderlanders, uh, Joe Smith, to be sleeping with the fishes in the rivers of America. <laughs> when you're a splashy, you're the splashy all the way. <laughs> I guarantee you there's some Dapper Dan's club. Probably. So, yeah, there, that's the other kind of urban myth, I guess, but we didn't My talk word. about the gangs of Disneyland um, or word. social clubs. But we have a lot more to talk about that's not park-related. We just couldn't fit that in the last Only episode. movie-related. We're going to talk movie, other Disney animation-related myths. This episode of Laser Time is also brought to you by Audible, and you listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a 30-day free trial of the Audible service as well as a free audiobook download. If you like podcasts, Audible's a really, really great service. Comedy shows, radio shows, and audiobooks as far as the eye can see. You got your books in the headlines like Trump's Fire and Fury, just about every new biography you can think of, Harry Potter. But if I have to recommend something for this show, it would be the book about Disneyland in the shadow of the Matterhorn. Former cast member David Smith gives you a VIP tour of what it's like to not only work there, but growing up down the street from Disneyland. Shout out the Matterhorn, get it? And the profound effect that Disneyland has on so many people. And that's the kind of thing you know we love talking about and do not expect this to be the last show about Disneyland, folks. But if you want to get that book or any other, you can go to audibletrial.com slash laser time to get started with a free 30-day trial of Audible. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first and see, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. This kid is 11 years old. I finally, like, over drinks. I'm like, we should, we should let your kid watch Deadpool. So you think so? I'm like... Yeah, we should let your kid watch Deadpool. It's just, it's just some like sucking and swallowing jokes he won't really get, and like, yeah. Within the first couple minutes, I'm like, wow, I really forgot about how violent this movie was. Like right at the onset, and <laughs> his reaction was like, oh my god, with a big smile on his face because he's never seen that level of on-screen violence before in a movie. But that was his reaction to the first Deadpool, as well as hiding under a blanket during all these sex and nudity sequences I also oh, yeah. forgot about in the first Deadpool movie. Like, oh, yeah, that's part yeah, of the R rating, too. Within, like, the first 30 minutes. <laughs> Which I'm happy to explain to him, but <laughs> because he spent a lot of time explaining Sonic.exe to me, so it's only fair. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. More Disney this laser time. What? Yeah, much better goofy. I love no, that character no, so do. much. I, I do a terrible Donald. How's your Donald? <laughs> That's it. My mother can do a great Donald. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it did. It did suck, Mickey. It did. Uh, I, I do terrible impressions of almost all Disney characters. So yeah, speaking of lewd Mickey's, we will we'll we'll get to that. Right now though, we're talking about Disney myths that have to do around the movies and the cartoons. So give you an example. This is this is actually a Disney myth, but you wouldn't think of it as such. Um, the famous you've talked about this many times. And you're you're vaguely quizzing me here. The, the, no, not this with this anecdote. Uh, no, not with this one because you know this one. But mm-hmm. the the Touchstone Pictures was Disney's live action label yes. that Michael Eisner helped found to say, hey, we need kind of a bigger edge. Yeah. One of Touchstone's biggest hits, and I believe it was on a fairly recent thirty twenty ten. It was one of the biggest mm. hits of the year. Yeah, if you were listening to 302010 last year, the uh, internet's pop culture time machine through 302010 right. years ago, uh, right. yeah, Leonard Nimoy's, let's just say that, he did direct it. <laughs> uh, no Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and um, Ted Danson's Three Men and a Little Baby. Yes. And that, it just makes me feel like way older than I am. This was it, one of the first urban myths I ever heard. And it technically counts as a Disney myth because this is a touchstone picture. Touchstone it was picture. the highest grossing movie of 87. So, so let's, what that myth was, though, mm-hmm. was apparently there was supposed to be the ghost of a little girl mm-hmm. who had died in the apartment they it's, were filming in or it's something. It's so fucking unbelievable. I watched this movie streaming in 480p on a cruise ship. Right. And well, you, well, can, let's, you let's, can totally see... Sorry, let's tell them what the myth is. So the mm-hmm. myth is that in the background of one of the scenes, mm-hmm. you could allegedly see the outline of what oh, was supposed to be the ghost of a little girl who had died in the apartment that the film was shot on location in. In the back... In, and basically... Now, go go say what you said. It, what it turns out, it actually what it turns was. out to be Ted Danson's character is an actor commercial pitchman. Yes. It's why he's not there to accept the yes. heroin. Yeah. Uh, three men and a baby. Does anybody remember that? So, it's a stand, it's it three men and a little baby. And a little like, baby. Because, yeah. And a little baby. Um, because it's in the back. It's a standee of his character there because is, he's a pitchman. There is no tell. I remember watching this rumor televised on a network TV show. Yes. Yeah, that's how pervasive this was. It was, and I everywhere. watched it on a cruise ship in four four eighty p, and it's exactly what the director said it was. That's a standee of Ted Danson behind a lace curtain. But uh, you look at the at we the are time establishing on the he's, internet. He's not in this. He's not. He, Ted Danson is not in like the first or like the second act of the movie. You need to establish right. that he's an he's an actor and why he's not there. And a standee for one of his products. He's not there. His standee is. You can clearly see it. It's just in a CRT world with no internet, right? Where you don't have access to this movie, and if you did, it was by VHS oh, on your tiny television. Even with internet, before DVD before was a DVD, thing, it was a blur. You would see blurry images of you, you couldn't tell what it was. Anywhere you watch this movie today, there would be no question. It's a standee. That's a standee and not a ghost. But here's the other thing: the reason we knew it was true, even so before on me, before HD, mm-hmm. and and you could actually see the thing. Most of that movie wasn't filmed on location. It was a set. It was a fucking set. It was a fucking set. Like, it never happened. It just... Doesn't that make you feel so old that we we panicked and made rumors out of this until fucking Snopes had to approach it? And, and Snopes is so old, their picture of it is like this fucking big because there was the no way, technology to show way, it off? Props to Snopes. So, I didn't get to say it last show. A lot of my research behind this was Snopes. There's a few BuzzFeed articles about mm-hmm. Disney myths and stuff. So, we owe a lot of thank you to Snopes for covering this stuff. And Snopes, this site, or as I like to call it, me shooting down all of my dad's random Facebook <laughs> posts about stuff. Because all I say is, hey, before you repost this, could you just do a quick Snopes shirt? Search. Thank you I very much. So. I, I know that works in our generation. I don't know if it, if my dad was one of those people. So don't yeah, know. that that don't is know. a perfect example of an urban myth of something that is 
absolutely false, but it becomes Easily pervasive. Easily provable false. But there were several false. years where people said, I don't know, it might be a It's ghost. airing every day on HBO, and because <laughs> yeah. of the resolution on small televisions, you couldn't totally debunk it. it but if, been, you saw, if, you could, if you had the ability to watch it in the theater, I'm like, oh, that's fucking stupid. It was, it was the small TVs. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that that was only available on video cassette. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. over time, those degrade, right? Yeah. And so the quality of the picture goes down. And even TV, when they're showing it, they were showing it off probably videos, mm-hmm. probably betas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that over time would degrade. So, yeah, maybe. Speaking of videos, that relates perfectly to our first official kind of Disney animation movie myth. And this right? is where you're quizzing me now. This I'll quiz you. I'll qu- I, mm-hmm. I feel like last time you kicked ass, you did. You knew so many of them. You're probably going to get all these. But we'll, sure. let's just but do the quiz thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's the myth. There are apparently the Black Diamond videotape releases of Disney movies, like animated mm-hmm. films, are worth thousands of dollars. Fuck no. <laughs> no. Why would they be? Why would the highest selling VHSs of all time in a format nobody wants that are ubiquitous in every Goodwill, uh, why would they be worth a fucking penny? So remember, this is the very specific versions. These are the Black Diamond. I did a little bit of research that on this. That says the classics in it. The yeah. first ones that were available to my generation. That's where it I comes from. I still own them all. Because over time, Disney has made some concessions and made some edits to its mm-hmm. films. So the myth goes that these are the original, unedited, unaltered versions of movies, which is probably still bullshit because to, to take a movie from... A film that yes. you're showing in theaters to video cassette, there probably were some concessions made as well. But these were apparently not, the untouched versions. Not that many. Not it's, that many. What's okay. weird from the from the Black Diamond collection, there's there weren't a lot of alterations from the originals. There, and there's still not. Right. Like in the digital age, the digital age came about, and like you know, one like tall tale Pecos Bill thing, like removed a cigarette in such an awkward way, where a character was Pecos Bill is rolling a cigarette with his mouth and tongue. And pulling down lightning to light it, they digitally removed the cigarette, so it's just like just a mouth going crazy. One of my favorite Disney shorts, by the way. It, Love Pecos. And they they sort of they stopped doing that, but they also stopped making stuff like that available very well, easily. There's yeah, Song of the South, not available, not available. I, I feel like people are going to come after me for mentioning Song of the South it was, because it it's, was, no one talks about and it. It was real close. Right, yeah, it almost yeah. got a release. So, but so the myth is these are supposedly worth thousands of dollars because no. they are the original versions. I think there are a couple of impatient suckers yes. who saw them available for those price on eBay yes. and paid that. Yes, but like they're they're everywhere. That's, they're ubiquitous. So that's still. what Snopes will tell you is the myth is technically sort of unverified because you will absolutely find eBay listings mm-hmm. for the thousands. Most of the time they sell for $25. I've never discussed one of the few things I collect, like really collect, but I don't go looking for. No. I collect home video versions, commercially available versions of Pinocchio. Ah, yeah, you've talked about I want this. to yeah. own every single version of Pinocchio that exists. And I have a Japanese laser disc. I have a fucking CED. I have a Betamax copy. I own two Blu-rays. Really good. Really thanks, Disney, for the last one, letting me know Rotten Tomatoes approved Pinocchio is fresh. I'm really glad the Nostalgia <laughs> Critic put a stamp on that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, and it's I I don't go out of my way to collect them, and I find them places, and they are worth nothing. It's very easy to collect those, yeah. even foreign copies. But if you have sold for a lot of money because people bought into the myth. Mm-hmm. And that's where myths can become destructive is where yeah. people start to believe them and do it's and not act true. on those. Yeah, so this It's one, not true. And the only difference in new Disney stuff and it's mildly controversial but not really is that some people think they the, the cleanup is too harsh. That the grain and the shadowing of the cells mm. they there's a couple of 
I'm trying to remember which one specifically, but there's a couple of them that are really, really tough. Yeah. The, the reality is Disney doesn't edit stuff out of its movies. I think fucking Fantasia is like the last movie that had something edited out before it was commercially released. And that's yeah. Yeah. the really, really horrible depictions of, a oh, what's her name? She has Sunshine. Look it up. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but other, other than that, if it's controversial, it doesn't get released. Mm. That's generally, or it yeah. gets released in a foreign territory where those problems don't exist. Yeah. Hi, Japan. <laughs> Your so, immaculate Song of the South Laserdisc. Um, yeah. So yeah, if if you if you are on eBay perusing mm-hmm. videotapes, don't spend thousands of dollars. We you don't need to. And actually, there's, there's not a sing, there's not a single one of the main movies right. that has received any edits since those versions. We just saved you thousands of dollars, which you can so. spend at patreon.com slash laser time. Become a patron. You're good at this. You're good at this. <laughs> we need your gotcha. help. Gotcha. We need your help. I can't debunk this all day without the right funding. So I'm going to kind of change gears drastically. There's no good way for me to transition into this one. Oh, here we go. Here's a segue for you. I know one segue you could do. Don't be a lemming. And blindly follow the uh, paths of other people and spend thousands of dollars for this. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the rescuers. But that's cool. We can talk about that in a second. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, the the um, lemmings. Lemmings. So lemmings, this is this myth mm-hmm. um, is that Disney apparently is responsible for the death of several lemmings while filming a nature program. <laughs> yes, in the True Adventure series. Yes, so the, the movie White Wilderness in the True Adventure series. And this is... This is the problem with the monoculture and where I think I've been wrong about a couple things. When you see a negative stereotype portrayed so much, these nature documentarians, which, by the way, at this point in time, Disney was one of the biggest high-profile company out, out there filming nature documentaries, seeing shit you couldn't have seen before. So we had grown up being told that Lemmings walked off cliffs to commit suicide. And it's absolutely not true. Though I learned that researching this because there's even a video game series called, called Lemmings, Lemmings about guys that will walk that off myth. cliffs if you don't. It's in cartoons. Yes. And when the documentarian showed up and found these Lemmings and found that they were not committing suicide, uh, they made them commit suicide. So I, the way I read it, he didn't show up and find the Lemmings. They had to transport the Lemmings yeah. in because they are not native to that the region of Canada. The documentarians learned that it wasn't true and deliberately staged it yeah. and therefore perpetuated the myth, I'll say, for decades. Yeah. For fucking decades that Lemmings jumped to their death. And you're watching Lemming murder yeah. with a very kind narrator. Well, and Oh, so there they go. Apparently what they did is there were... They made it look like hundreds of lemmings. It was all camera trickery. It wasn't okay. I'm not saying it's better, but it was a few, <laughs> sounds like you are. It You're was a, lem- a few dozen lemmings that they basically through through good camera angles and stuff made it look like they were just randomly wandering off a cliff. When yeah. the reality is, some lemmings, just like any animals, when they're when they're migrating from a place, they walk together. They will walk together. Some mm-hmm. will slip, fall off cliffs or whatever. Or when there's when there's overpopulation in a place, they will move. And yeah, along the way, some will, will, will die, die. Be eaten by predators. But they don't randomly just jump off cliffs. Yeah, there's right? like no animal that kills itself. So, That's an exclusive human being trait. <laughs> so, t- I mean, you might know mm-hmm. how he did it. But I heard there was like a like a series of turntables that they put them on that made them look like they were all migrating and running into each other. And there was a lot more than they were. It, and then they basically... Knowing, knowing that, it makes the... F- it's, it's one of the most evil things, I think, attached to the Disney name. Yeah. Because... Yeah. That, that you murdered that many animals on screen to get your shot. To get a shot. To get your shot. Now, I will say this. I feel like a lot of nature documentaries, when you watch them, mm-hmm. what you see isn't always what's actually happening in nature. A lot of stuff is manipulated. Yeah. You know, like, basically, yeah, filmmakers will 
do stuff or they'll set something up or, or you know, in order to kind of make for good drama. Because if you just watch animals during the daytime, yeah. they're pretty boring they're pretty usually, boring. right? And, and he so, slept yeah, for hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason if you go to like a wild animal park, don't expect to see what's well, the... Jurassic Park was yeah. boring as hell. They had to, they, I know it's fake, but you know they they had to bring in the uh, the goat to try to get it to come out. Yeah, Nothing exactly. happened. So, no. So he basically said they were going into the Arctic Sea. It wasn't even the sea. They ended up corralling them and making them all walk into a river, like the Bow River there in Alberta. Right. Wow. It's, so this was. Now I will so say this. Fucking horrible. I will say this so that we don't get sued. We don't know if anyone at the Disney company knew of what was going on. No. And and so we don't know how much was involved. But basically, yeah, it ended up in the final film that I doubt you it could did. find that film anywhere. Um, it's The scene was available on YouTube. The True Life Adventure series has become very hard to find. Is it the one? There was the silver tin DVDs that came out. Was that on? It looks like the silver tin DVDs, but it's clear. Okay. Um, but you would look for the True Life Adventure series. And it was also part of... Um, and this is this is like really vague, like growing up without cable and watching Wonderful World or Magical World of Disney uh, every week because it was the only shit for kids on and prime time when fucking no cable <laughs> that I would watch these things. And and I, I only hear them reference on old Mystery Science Theater 3000 episodes. Yeah. But it yeah. also suggests a lot more animal cruelty as well. Just because you ever see the one about like, oh, and that old Mr. Coyote had a hankering for some food and wandered on over. It's like... It's a cost-cutting measure throughout the 50s and 60s where Disney had no money. They're like following animals and trying to structure that into a narrative. Yeah. Where there's a story about Charlie the Lonesome Cougar or... Yeah, (laughs) yeah. These are things that exist and like where they're they're trying to get animals to be actors. And there's... I'm sure there's a lot of horror behind that as well. Because what I read about Milo and Otis, that did happen in my lifetime outside of America oh, I didn't know about with Milo. no ASPCA on board so Milo and Otis had that stuff too have you seen Milo and Otis I, I, yeah, a lot of bad was, shit when done, I was a kid done to kitty cats and dogs that doesn't look like a, oh man um, I, don't, I don't think they survived over that waterfall I remember yeah I remember the waterfall <laughs> I'm not sure scene. that happened yeah okay so as Dave Dudley would say Moore cannot sugarcoat this as Dave Redden would say that, that dog's probably yeah. dead <laughs> I know I know it looks like I drowned I so so I yeah that was um not not a great moment, and that is one of, one of the few times an urban myth ends up being almost more. Hor- the reality it's is bad. way more horrible than you've actually. I think heard. it's bad. I think yeah. it's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's real bad. If somebody if somebody had filmed faked filming something to perpetuate a lie or a myth in any direction right now, that's the kind of shit we come down really hard on. Yeah, immediately, and it does still happen. Well, I saw that the Disney filmed the the, the China one, the mm-hmm. nature documentary. And it's not as stories. Well, it's weird because they. I think now they just observe the behavior, mm-hmm. and they just add the stories. Like they describe, oh, this is happening, and it's not what's happening, is right? A new thing you're talking about? It's fairly new. It came out a couple of years ago. It, it, it's the story of the. There's a panda, like a snow leopard, huh. and a monkey. I think it's all a I Disney know is that they're Disney nature shit. Like I watch so much Planet Earth. They stole all. They bought all Planet Earth footage and do these weird documentaries about monkeys and pandas and penguins. That's like I saw this already. Born in China is the name of the movie I'm thinking. I have of. not heard of this. Of Clearly, oh, it, have children. It, it was really popular. I think it like won some awards and stuff. But yeah, so nowadays though, it de- definitely feels like they just sort of film stuff and then they'll they'll say, oh, here's what's happening, and it's not as dramatic as maybe those other films. But they're not intentionally harming those creatures. Well, those true life adventures. They, some of them moved really fast. Yeah. And and yeah. And, at, and I don't mean to excuse the mistakes of the past, but like 
we didn't know what the world looked like and we didn't know what animals or people did or spoke like and yeah. somebody told us a long time ago and you go looking for validation of this orientalism mm, and that's right. essentially what what epcot is and please don't jump down my throat before you look up orientalism With, yeah but i think so I, the other thing i want to make sure we're clear on is we're yeah. not taking away those films no, you were i wasn't <laughs> those films did have educational value in some For regards sure. and they definitely have you know as taken as a whole those were great uh, probably a valuable thing in the disney library but this yeah. one incident kind of mars i a think lot of they're good outweighs they're bad but it's really hard to look at that when you yeah. Even from the lemmings perspective, that so, you warped yes. a population's view of an animal. Like, how many people went out and saw a lemming and kicked right. it in the ocean thinking, like, it's going to do it anyway? I just thought of this. This urban myth basically created another urban myth, or yeah. at least, you know, prolonged another urban myth. Which right? helped Rockstar rise to prominence. They worked on one of the <laughs> lemmings games. Like, see? That's right. Yeah. Because I just of love a, those games. Yeah. Because so, of Disney murder, we have Rockstar. So basically, what we're saying go out and play the game. Maybe don't watch this movie so much. Yeah, and you probably can't. I am curious, though, how you thought I was going to segue into the other one, which we'll hit after the break. Thank you for listening, good people. Are you warm enough? How are your feet? Woohoo! This episode is brought to you by Bombas, baby. Bombas, a sock that has been carefully crafted to improve on years of sock complacency. The Bombas people spent two years in research and dev in order to give you a better sock at a better price. Who wants to think about getting socks? I know mine are covered with holes and I have to throw them out on too regular a basis. But the Bomba socks have advanced blister protection for your heels and a technology for helping stocks stay up so you can avo- avoid those creepy run and simpy sock guard. Even better, for every pair you buy, one pair is donated to the homeless. And that's a good thing because socks are the most requested items at homeless shelters nowadays. Bombas offers you a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee and should you have any problem, Bombas will send you new socks or provide you with a full refund. Hey, maybe you'd like to get started right now and get 20% off your first order, and you can do that by going to getbombas.com slash lasertime. Once again, that's getbombas.com slash lasertime to get 20% off your first order. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 302010. Here's a clip from 1988. Everybody loved Phil Hartman. So warm. Included. Everything yep. about him is just warm. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think he ever had more than one haircut, so you'll recognize Love him in almost anything he's in. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Phil Hartman, man, RIP. You're still missed. Uh, so are you, Jerry Howell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king of segways. Great job. Because she left the Spice Girls. What? Was there reason? Everyone was shocked. Yeah, like, we it's were all Spice right. Girls, right. not Spice Gal. You can't just be a Spice, a female <laughs> Spice. That doesn't work. Especially not the baby one. <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LaserTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. this movie the rescuers i thought you were going to segue into it after the videotape yeah how, how was i going to do that segue from the video to the rescue well i thought i could be a real nerd 
here. And I do want to thank you for doing a lot of this research because I haven't done any. Apparently, this is just what I know. Well, you, yeah, you're here to be the expert well, and basically confirm or deny. I knew you me. would have a question about the rescuers. I don't have a question. I knew this one because mm. I've seen pictures on the. We're pretending to quiz me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but okay, but this actually mm. section. I, I want to preface this. Mm. Um, if you have kids listening, you might want to turn it off. This is the lewd section Ooh, of Laser Time. Yeah, lewd. Time. I only have farts pulled up. I'm <laughs> That's sorry. That's pretty lewd. I'm sorry. So no, this right now we're going to talk some sexy time rumors about Disney films and television. So mm-hmm. let's start with one of probably the oldest and one of the most famous, mm-hmm. which you already said the answer. So you know this one, but that's fine. Um, true or false, there is a picture of a nude woman that was inserted secretly into the movie The Rescuers. That is correct because you used the term was. And I think part of the perpetuation of the myth of the Black Diamond series leads you to believe that that footage exists in that copy, The Rescuers. Right. That footage was omitted long before the Black Diamond series. Right. But yeah, the answer is true. For two frames, The Rescuers, um, oh my God, I forgot his name, in the Albatross. They're in a sardine can riding the Albatross. Mm-hmm. They're flying through the city. Flying through the city and they fly by a topless, a, a, like a real picture of a topless woman. Yeah, it's not it's a, a drawing. Still, it's a still picture, right? It's a still yeah. picture. It is real. It is... But yeah, no. So I don't mean to make excuses for anybody, but like, because <laughs> animators hid stuff in the background for a really long time. I yeah. think that's that's probably a little over the line. And they thought they'd never get caught. Do you know the reason they hid this one? Was this they were getting fired, and this was a, a parting fu or something? Why? Why did they do? No. I, well, I think I think I know the myth reason. Actual why. animators uh, are at the whim of the writers, who are mm. at the whim of the producers, yeah. and they are asked to redo a lot of stuff. And maybe they do dis- get disgruntled. I'd like to think it was more playful. There's a there's a lot of playful shit. So I've heard an apocryphal reason mm-hmm. that maybe I'd like to believe this one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've heard is that Walt was so particular and so mm-hmm. meticulous mm-hmm. with what he wanted in and out of the movies. Yes, they wanted they wanted to see if he actually went through them shot by shot, cell by cell. Well, Walt had to been, catch de- been dead for ten years. Okay, well then that so is that, that is that, apocryphal. So okay. it might it might have happened with something else. Okay, I think I wrote an article about Roger Rabbit and like they went way over the line. Yes, from the from the fucking first ten minutes of the film, Baby Herman is flipping people off in single frames. Jessica Rabbit's vagina, and in what I think is truly that one, I think is a myth though, because I it's not. I you don't. I've well, seen the pictures on the internet. You don't see well, Jessica Rabbit's vagina. You see, you see no underwear. But it, it but just looks like they drew legs. I I don't see anything. It, it, I have we have it on LaserTimePodcast.com. I put I put it in GIF form, and I hid it behind uh, certain things. So it's we not a Sharon troubled. Stone scene from. But what uh, really yeah. does happen? Because um, because for some reason. Uh, the French got a copy of the original version and remastered it to 720p. Of are we talking Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit, okay, and you sorry. can see that stuff because most of the okay. it, it's been edited out of every DVD and Blu-ray America's ever received. Note but, to but, self: Look up just correct. But the worst, picture. the okay, worst one you. to me is is Betty Boop because in the 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 movie Roger Rabbit they see like Eddie Valiant meets Betty Boop working as a waitress. Yes. Like, that's how bad things for her has gotten. Uh, no one wants black and white cartoons anymore. Right. And she goes to adjust She's her, a cocktail waitress, too. She not is. like it, it. It's one step away, it mm-hmm. seems, from like she. She's they not, wanted her to be a stripper. She's strip. not good enough you to You almost strip. think that you think she. they meant for her to be a stripper <laughs> yeah. or something, right? And, but, and she adjusts her garter, and as she does that, like, in one frame, her dress slips down, and you see two nipples. And, like, to me, it's like, it's amazing this character is in the film. It, it's voiced by. 
not the original Betty Boop, but the person who provided the voice for Betty Boop in her last role, May Ketzel. And, yeah. and you draw nipples on her. Why That's are you doing disrespectful, that? right? But it is disrespectful, but I don't think it's done out of anger. The rumor is right. for Roger Rabbit when Bugs Bunny in one frame flips Mickey off and Mickey is clearly reacting to being flipped off. That was political, but I've heard con- I've heard contrarian things there because the reality is for years the animator hid st- stuff in films. Right, right. But the, the one of the rescuers was a fucking huge risk. We're talking 1977. Well, so those were all animated. Mm-hmm. Not unlike my favorite one is where, you know, in the Japanese version of Roger Rabbit, you see Felix the cat's asshole. But that's, that's just... That's not ja- true. <laughs> that's just that anim- not true. It's just anime. They always, don't have, put that they in the wiki. always show cat assholes. I don't know what it is. I'm getting all Nathan no, so. this I one- urge you, don't post that. <laughs> this one is different in that it's not anima- an animated woman. Mm-hmm. It's just... If you see it, it's so weird. Yeah, it's just, just a tits. picture. It's, it's just... It's real tits. It's a straight up photo and it's like... They they just superimposed it into a background, which I'm. I kind of now I'm fascinated mm-hmm. how they did this because mm-hmm. knowing how Disney typically does shots, they would do the multiplaner and all that stuff. Is that not in, in the this background? Case, okay. Because the background was moving so fast, there was no reason to put any extra animated staying on. And it's also, I think that you could have gotten away with two or three people seeing this scene. Okay. Because it's not visible to the naked eye. It really isn't. No, like you your, have to. Your kids aren't in danger of seeing it. And, and home video, even if it was on the Black Diamond tapes, which you said it, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Because it came you, out, it's one of the first movies to come out on home video within a few years. Right. Of its release. And I really can't you tell can't, you You how, can't pause home video and see stuff clearly. The way really. videos track. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I tried. But I tried with. Uh, it wasn't just <laughs> home video at that point. It was. Um, it was home film strips were ah, yeah. coming into prominence. Oh. So that's, it's even easier to see like that. Yeah, well, the, there you could pull up, the, you know, hold the, the strip up to the light, the right? Animators. I mean, I don't want to say that's their biggest mistake. That was, they didn't foresee any kind of home video technology that could pause or stop this. They assumed it would run in theaters imperceptibly for years and they would laugh about it to themselves and the world wouldn't find it. The problem was within, I think five years, the whole world found it. <laughs> and the, the whole world found it. It caused a massive recall. And in my opinion, diminish the presence of the rescuers in the eyes of the universe because if you're a 90s kid you know rescuers down under is really good too they are fantastic films especially the original rescuers it is really good i think i agree with you but i do have a counter argument what's that the rescuers was one of the first and only disney movies to get a sequel which is weird right so you're right i agree with you yes it wasn't this big thing like you don't go to disney parks and see the rescuers you don't right and i grew up uh, in the 80s, 70s, so a lot mm-hmm. closer to when The Rescuers came out, mm-hmm. they weren't a big thing. They were never a no, big thing. No, that movie was incredibly popular. The re-release, uh, the, the release of Mickey's Christmas Carol, something you watch on TV every year, was attached to the re-release But I guess what I'm Rescuers. saying is it didn't, I don't a, feel like it was in the public consciousness as long, it's not like considered If you look Disney up how classic, money that made, maybe? it made so much fucking money, it should be a Disney classic. I'm saying it's not a Disney classic uh-huh. because, it, because of this error. They had to institute a recall of the home videos oh, and then reprint them again. And then I think... Oh, okay. So that's so the, what I was going to ask you. It's not just that it's an urban legend. Like it's, a, it's an urban legend to us. The general public was aware that this happened and Ooh. it tarnished the name of the rescuers for a really long time. So, okay. So where it appeared in the original theatrical mm-hmm. run, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and you said it did release in the first video. What about the first vault release? Because it's every eight years or whatever yeah. Disney used to release this No, stuff, so. that's the thing. The Black Diamond version of the Rescuers does not contain this image. Okay. It's not in there if you own that with... And, and then what about the second theatrical run? Is, uh, is it in there? When did they you know, catch I it? No, I don't. They, I want to say they caught it before the re-release okay. where you saw Mickey's Christmas Carol in 1982. Okay. okay. But like, 
They found it, they excised it, and I think that put a tarnish on rescuers that it never recovered from. And if you watch that fucking movie, someday I might do an article on it. I really like it when Disney occasionally does something set in the now. Yeah. And it's like Zootopia is like the only example in the last 10 years I can even give of an animated Disney movie that takes place now. A non-Pixar. A non-Pixar movie. They don't do it that often. 101 Dalmatians, uh, rescuers, they like things set... Years and years ago, Lady and the Tramp. It's very rare, and The Rescuers is kind of their only '70s movie. It's a it it is the '70s. Yes, in I, a nutshell. And I, it looks I great. always I always mix it with Aristocrats, mm-hmm. Aristocats in mm-hmm. my mind. But that was a period. No, piece I, of, no, I think I, I, that's not a '70s movie, is it? You know what? I ha- that's I do not watch that one with the same frequency. But, but yeah, but, they all blend together. But you're right; they don't do it that often, and and for good reason. Is like you immediately date something when you set it in current era versus mm-hmm. if you say well this is happening in the 50s long ago and far away yes, yes. far you, off you time. always have that excuse of or hey, the future you yeah. big hero six it or something like that well the future gets dated when the future actually happens like back to the future two things were not as cool <laughs> as back to the future tool two made them out to be right but no. but yeah so you can see why they wouldn't um i hate to tell you folks we did cover so kind of the other one which mm-hmm. is the jessica rabbit thing mm-hmm. and the betty boop thing it gets a lot tamer from here because most of the other lewd things, well, we'll take the quiz. Well, that's, but that's, spoiler alert. Say, you see Jessica Rabbit's vagina, I think you have to have a conversation with people like, what do you consider a vagina? Yeah, it's what like, exactly do you consider? Are we are we talking the big Montana part or like just like. <laughs> oh, the, no, like, I just got that. Oh, yeah. dude, no, no. Yeah, it's, it, but you don't see that. But like it's it's drawn intentionally without underwear. See, and, I would have just told you it was like they just didn't color in the underwear, but the underwear is on her. So it's yeah, but you have to figure there are people being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to paint every frame of this, and that's where that's and, where yes, you you realize with those and that it baby Herman flips the true. bird yeah. and baby and you can't there's no smudge on the cell that made Betty Boop's nipples black yeah. and white. Well, that's where you realize and, it either has to be false because people mm-hmm. are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. to make sure, or it has to be true because okay, if it still exists and you see pictures of it, oh yeah, that's really yeah, you in can there. Take the Jessica Rabbit crotch shot how you yeah. want. And either way, it's been redone to I get can, her underwear. I can tell you, as a marketing dude, mm-hmm. I've looked at like you know cover art for games mm-hmm. or whatever, and said that's a weird, awkward pose. Mm-hmm. Like you could interpret that wrong. We got to change that yeah. because you don't want them to accidentally assume. So it, even with the Jessica Rabbit thing, it's like if there was any chance that could have been accidentally misconstrued mm-hmm. to be that shot, yes. someone if they didn't intentionally want to keep it in there, they would have they would have yanked it. Right? But it's uh, it, that's what animation is. It's like that that twenty four frames a second. Like you just miss it. It's two frames. Yeah, one to two frames. And again, on the website, maybe we'll try and link it underneath this podcast. So oh let's go through a few. It let's go through uh, the few of the ones that aren't. Well, okay, we'll see if they're true or not. But uh, mm-hmm. spoiler alert: you're probably going to get most of these. All right, here we go. So that one, um, I remember. I was probably too old for that. The one that I really remember growing up, people talking about a lot, mm-hmm. was the scene in. There was apparently a scene in a movie called The Little Mermaid. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, I know it's bullshit. <laughs> but, okay, but there was a scene where apparently you could... The, the priest that was marrying them on mm-hmm. the ship at the end of the movie had a huge boner. Well, it wasn't was huge because the priest boner. was like two feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that's what made it huge is it was like half his size. And it's his, it's him moving his knee. It, it yeah, is. So, so you got it. It's it's a knee that's in there. And, but because it kind of like looked like if you're if you have a dirty mind mm-hmm. and you look at it and someone tells you oh that's his boner well, it's, it's, you think it is it's not i don't this is the one where i don't blame people like you have a dirty mind but like mm-hmm. if you're yeah i guess if you're looking that close at it why is that happening but also if you're an animator evaluating every single frame 
Yeah. Why does a priest delivering a sermon need to lift his knee in order and to it's, create? It kind of, it's. It, I remember the animation. It kind of goes awkwardly. It like wipes like a windshield wiper from like side to side or something. Like because like, remember, every, all the human and some of the mermaid characters in Little Mermaid are like real people. Yeah. The most elaborately cartoonish thing is are the animals and the chef. Yeah. And this guy is like a full on fucking cartoon. He's three feet tall. Right. He's an old cartoon character. And for some reason, they had to imagine the dimensions of his legs that we don't see. I th- and that's the thing coming it, up and moving the Garmin. It was because he was short. I think it was he was supposed to be stepping up onto a platform to marry them. I, maybe that's to the way I'm remembering when I found out and I tried to slow down the tape is that he is standing the same spot delivering a speech. He shouldn't be moving his knee. Mm. And the reason but you're it, having but to when remember you look it, at it, it's clearly him moving his knee. Right. Well, once you once you know that's what it is, you immediately see that. Yes. But because of the power of suggestion, which is a lot of urban myths and ghost stories and other things, it's once someone plants that suggestion yeah. in your Why mind. Why would you go check it out? Why would right. you debunk something so fun? Or or if they yeah, if they plant that suggestion, you go look at it, you go, Oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Totally the reason you're having to remember it is Disney at this point has gone back and they that's one of the times they have edited a movie because yep, they're like, we don't want this to be misconstrued. This is not what's happening. And just so you guys know, it was officially his knee, but because it look, could look the other way, fine, we will edit the scene. Sorry, they actually have edited all these from the Black Diamond collections. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the last time you find any of these. It'd be interesting to see if they took anything out of some of the more modern movies. Well, that so, episode on a later, later laser time. <laughs> so a related Little Mermaid one, and one that I remember, and I actually, in this one, saw it firsthand, mm-hmm. the notorious video Dick. cover of yes. The Little Mermaid, which... If you remember one of the old, and they've since changed the cover so that they yeah. don't even have this issue, but the old, the original Every video. Every poster for that movie, by the way, yeah. is my favorite poster of all time, other than this one. Oh, see, I, I kind of like that. So the original cover we're referring to mm-hmm. had a shot of Ariel in front, of, cover. in front of the giant castle. Yes. And it was the underwater castle. So it's a castle that's made to look like it's made of like coral and other mm-hmm. things, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. And one of the spires, the, the mm-hmm. urban myth goes, that an animator who, in this case, yeah, he'd been, he'd been being let go or something like that. He drew he drew it to make it look like a dick. No, and if, I, hmm, I don't know if that's true. I thought I saw an interview with him and said it wasn't intentional, and I'm lucky enough to have had some access to Disney's archives, and I have an official, original, archived image of this in, like, the highest resolution you possibly Well, let can. me ask you this. If you were being about to get let go, mm-hmm. or you were being interviewed, wouldn't, in an HR department pulled you into a room to ask about this, wouldn't your official story be, no, that was unintentional. I didn't it didn't draw that intentionally if, yeah. if someone did catch you. Yes, but but like I remember looking at it very closely and, and it's just that <laughs> I, I some, bet you did. Some of the stuff <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> well on the I will say on the VHS cover, it absolutely looks like a cock. Yeah. But no, I've I saw I've seen the cover. I looked at it. It looks like there are veins. You see the mushroom tip. It has. It's. It looks very cock. If it's will, not a cock, it is very cock-like. I will also say I'm a man of the ocean. Born, <laughs> in the, born in the Gulf of Mexico, now in the Pacific. There are plenty of things in the ocean, including crustaceans and seashells, that look like the heads of cocks. And it's. It's. I think it's a random misplacement of things that ends up making it look this way. So what you're saying is this might be the actual the shape of water, the fish the, cock. Yes. This is what it actually looks That's like. What it's it looks from the like. Little Mermaid cover. A spire in no, King Triton's so, castle. So yeah, the urban myth was that someone had drawn or painted a cock onto the cover of Little Mermaid. It's I would call it unconfirmed. Let's go ahead and give it the bullshit. Because I'm we not think, sure it was intentional. We we I think can't say it that. was we think it was probably unintentional because the rest of the castle does have that weird look. Yes. It but could easily there's just there's one part of it that looks undeniably like a big giant hard 
Yes. Angular cock. So let's go ahead and give it the bullshit for that one. All right. There it goes. All right. Continuing on with our lewd trend, and this was a little faster. So apparently there is a scene in The Lion King where uh, I think it's Simba jumps in some dust, and the dust kicks up. He lies down. He lies down, and the dust kicks up to spell the word sex. (laughs) No. Bullshit. Bullshit. Incorrect. What does it actually spell? It is, I believe... F- SFX? Yes. From it's... the effects company who at the time, there there are not a lot of digital effects in The Lion King, but they no. were the ones handling them. It was, I feel like it was one of the big animated movies that I first remember seeing big mm-hmm. special effects that were like non-traditional animation. Yeah, and I can't remember if it's SFX giving its own shout out or the Disney animators like, no, we wanted to give a shout out to the SFX people. I can't remember if that was a story, but it definitely wasn't sex. And I hate how, you know, what if it did say sex? Yeah. What if it did? <laughs> it's th- what about Simba lying down for four seconds? Why would sex come out of his body? There's no sex in the fucking line. It has King. nothing to do with what's going on in that scene. Yeah. It's so random. It's like, well, wait, why? Yeah, if it did say sex, why? Why? Y- yeah, so that's why I call bullshit and on I, this. I think I, since The Rescuers, you can't sneak shit like that into Disney movies. I have a feeling there's some poor fucking intern who has to run over every frame with a fine-tooth comb and find shit like that. Yeah, and I'm, I imagine this one got caught. Someone said, "Oh, it's SFX, the effects company. It means nothing." Fine, yes. let it slide. Yes. So, let yeah. it slide. So, so what the what the explanation is is yeah, it's the effects company giving themselves or someone giving a shout out to SFX, which which, which is which is shorthand for special effects, mm-hmm. or the Robert England uh, FX movies from the eighties. Robert England was oh, is that the Robert? Who's in the FX? Brian Dennehy. Brian, Brian Dennehy. No, uh, the guy who was the bartender from Cocktail. This is how you know I'm a weird 80s guy is that I, I reference everything with like other 80s FX things. FX is a really fun movie though. Yeah, absolutely. So that, okay, so continuing the lewd streak, because mm-hmm. why not? Um, here we go. Um, is there or is there not a short that Disney made and has not released since where Mickey is making Swiss cheese? No. By poking it with no. his rock hard mouse erection. No. No, no. There, there are allegedly lewd versions of. Mickey Mouse cartoons done no by doubt. the animators. No doubt. And I think for a time, um, some of them originate from the studio. Uh, some some were maybe commissioned in Mexico that were just meant for internal use only. But there's no... That creepypasta one about the Mickey cartoon that kills everyone uh, who watches it. That's a really fun... Oh, did you, did you have that on there? No, I did not. But that... Okay, we should... We can talk about that. And it's, it's much worse than the thing I saw this one where, like, that is... You, you know Mickey doesn't wear his steamboat willy hat and any cartoon but that one right so if you're gonna just take, create an urban legend why not use a mickey cartoon where he's not wearing a hat symbolic <laughs> right. of a single cartoon yeah because yeah. in this one he is right he's poking his dick through swiss cheese so with a yeah parrot he, from steamboat willie he's in a factory with Minnie mm-hmm. at his side cranking what's supposed to be moving the conveyor belt along fucking bullshit. and then peg leg pete is in the background looking on with like this dumbfounded expression like what yeah um, what this is is it's a composite shot, and yeah. this was submitted to a forum. Um, it's one of these forums where it's known for people photoshopping stuff. In March 2011, according to Snopes, Bastards. and it's a composite image of the scene from Steamboat Willie, Bastards. where he's steering the boat and and he's steering mm-hmm. the, the you know with the wheel and he's whistling and he's got that hat on, yep. like you said. So that's where Mickey's animation comes from. The scene of Minnie cranking the cow's tail mm-hmm. and the cow it's singing. From the same cartoon. It's from yes, yeah, from the same cartoon. The and then there's scene. a shot of uh, of a parrot that's Mickey's talking to a laughing parrot that was taken from Steamboat Willie as well. So it's a it's a composite same shot. Cartoon. And then the shot of Peg Leg Pete is also from Steamboat Willie. He's 
I'll show you the shot and this doesn't play well to mm-hmm. audio, but he's kind of looking on with a dumbfounded expression, yes. looking into Mickey steering the ship in the cabin of the ship. Not Pete's first appearance either. Right, right. So, so Not this, even the first Mickey cartoon. The other, so... Everything one, about this cartoon is a fucking lie. One of the ways that you can tell this is a faked image, there is a background newspaper that mentions the HSE, so Health and, Health and Safety Regulations. What? Uh, and it's in the background. The HSE wasn't actually around until the 70s. This cartoon's <laughs> supposed to be coming from the 20s. 1928, so November 12th. Yeah, usually you can tell a good liar, but they use a lot of details. Mm-hmm. Usually they ruin their lies with details such as this. But this one is, is a weird one. And I, I, I was quizzing a young person on like, who's this character? Who knows Mickey Mouse? Yeah. But I think I was wearing, I was wearing a shirt with a black and white Mickey on it. And okay. she said, Popeye Willie. What? Yeah, that, that, that she's conflated Popeye, yeah, black and white that. Mickey. I could see that. But knew about Steamboat Willie. And just that that is an ancient reference to a Buster Keaton short called Steamboat Bill. Oh. Steamboat Willie is a play on that movie to say Steamboat Bill Jr. And Steamboat Willie, we should say, it's known to be, it's the first uh, talkie, right? Or first sound it's cartoon. Mickey's, it is America's first sound cartoon. It's yeah. Mickey's first sound cartoon, but yeah. Mickey technically... Playing Crazy came out a few months beforehand, right. screened by very few people. But because Walt added sound before any other cartoon in America, mm-hmm. this is what gained. And, and one of the sounds is Mickey. It's the whistling noise. Yep. And that's featured in this. Yeah, it, it's yeah. featured at the opening of Frozen. Like you, you see it all the time. So I, I just have two more lewd ones. These are quickies because I know we're running a bit long in this segment. So um, here's one. In in the movie Aladdin. Uh, no. All should, of it bullshit. You know what this I'm saying. This is me saying, at a party. Right? It's, he does not say teen, it, good teenagers take off your clothes. Right. He well, is who, who doesn't say that? Aladdin. Aladdin himself doesn't yes. say yes. And what he's so in this scene, the, the the urban myth is that Aladdin says, "Good teenagers take off your clothes," which is so random. It's the scene where he's he's in the palace. Yes. Uh, with Jasmine, mm-hmm. and the tiger is kind of like creeping up to like check mm-hmm. him out, but is also kind of like chasing him out, and you know he's basically he's like he's shooing car- the tiger. He's carpeted away. up to her balcony. Yeah, to he's, come he, say yeah, hi. and the tiger's like, "Hey, what's going on?" As Prince Ali, and and but it just thrown in as a random line. He's kind of talking, and other someone else is talking at the time. He says, apparently, the real line as written in the script is, "Good kitty." Take off and go. Yeah, scat, good tiger. Take yeah, off he's, and go. he's like, scat, yeah, get out of here, good tiger. But because of the way the audio is mixed, and, and they've probably fixed the audio mixing it this time, well, it what... sounds it sounds enough if, due to suggestion, if someone was to say to you, good teenagers take it's off their clothes. That's why I'm going to play the clip right here. Okay. Because it's diminished audio. Yep. And when I, when I, I know I've been talking to people, like, who would say, scat, good tiger, take off your go, take off and go? I'm like, you need to hear the take. Because yeah. they're both awkward sayings that wouldn't occur in a Disney movie yeah. if the character was delivering that line on screen. But uh, there's a, there's some delay in that. Scat, good tiger, take off and go. But but it's go, go, it's go. totally mm-hmm. something if you're ad libbing that you would kind of just say yes. you know to ad lib, and that's it's that's a what's perfect ad lib right. line. What's crazy about ad libbing in a cartoon, as you mm-hmm. know, someone has to spend hours then animating that ad lib, right? It's well, <laughs> I, I think Patton Oswalt had a joke about punching up DreamWorks movies, where like <laughs> yeah. they're not animating anything. All you can do to punch up is do off-screen dialogue. Okay, yeah. yeah off-screen right. dialogue. So with off-screen dialogue, and you do not see Aladdin's mouth or face during this moment. Um, so he, you can say whatever you want. Right. He's turned right. around. But yeah. Well, I thought it was weird when he's just talking. He sounds like this, and all of a sudden it goes, "Good teenagers take off their clothes." I, I remember, like the when the rumor happened, like you know there are VHS with closed captions. Like this <laughs> right. is like. This is easily debunked, and like the second you hear, you see the subtitles, like, oh yeah, there's no way he said that. Yeah, so that's that's that. And one. who are the teenagers? 
What teenager is in Aladdin? Maybe, I don't know the age of Iago or Apu, but like, there are no teenagers in Aladdin, except for maybe them themselves. And even then, why would Aladdin refer to Jasmine as teenagers plural? Shut up, internet. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, speak, yeah, so uh, speaking of Iago, I was just about to say, um, oh, uh, what's his name? The voice of Iago. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. I can almost just picture that scene, but Gilbert Godfrey saying Yes, <laughs> he would say that. There's probably a reel where he says all of that stuff. take off the clothes. The fucking and sucking that happened on Aladdin. <laughs> like, yeah. So the last one, and this is a quickie. Um, apparently, is oh. is there a scene in? Oh, sorry, bad bad choice mm-hmm. of words. Uh, in the monster in Monsters Inc. Is there or is there not a scene at the end of the movie where you see a drawing, a children's drawing of um the of Boo's parents <laughs> or, or her mom engaged in a sex act? I'm gonna say absolutely yes. Why wouldn't that be in a Pixar movie? <laughs> Why would probably just exclusive for the VHS because they want to get it out there? <laughs> of course that exists. No. So the the answer is no. Absolutely false mm-hmm. this this was an image so here's a, an example of the internet mm-hmm. creating urban myths based on people riffing on content so this was <laughs> this was submitted by a user as part of a cracked contest wow and so he created an image showing this r-rated drawing of, mm-hmm. of basically you know two people having sex threw it in the frame and you see sully opening the door and it's just drawings around the door yeah and you see this picture uh, but then, you know, when you go look at the original, it's just another kid's picture. Yeah. And so this was a case of eventually people looked at that and said, oh, no, that's totally from the movie. And it's just taken I, from you can. The, the thing that kills it for me is you can see the cracked watermark. Yeah, I, in know. The image. I know. It's like, guys, I want this to be real. <laughs> but, you know, the nature of Pixar, the nature of the, the idea that they hide everything in their fucking movies. That is a person bent over fucking another stick figure. <laughs> Uh, the, the idea that Pixar hides things they want you to find in their movie means they're not going to hide questionable content. I would bet, in fact, if anybody looked at something in a Pixar frame and like people could think the wrong thing, it's gone anyway. Yeah. There's no way you're hiding anything rivaled in here. It doesn't work like that. Right. It's even more meticulous than hand-drawn animation, technically. It has to go through a fucking rendering thing. That frame has to go through a server. There's yeah, there's more to it, and there's probably more checks and balances yes. throughout the process. Yeah, right? there's no way you'd get that in. No fucking. That's way. actually the perfect segue mm-hmm. to the next topic we're gonna uncover, which is, which is the next segment. Phil Collins, Son of Man, the only good song from Tarzan. I can't remember other than "You'll Be in My Heart," which Ugh, I like. The, which is the fucking heart. worst. It's- it's, it it's, beats South Park out for the uh, Blame Canada for the Oscar. It's a terrible song. It's a blatant attempt at saying, hey, Elton John's gone. Let's do an Elton song. <laughs> he won't come back. But on, taken on its own merit, it's, it's a good not scene. a bad But Son of Man is like, Hup! that's a fucking great song from the beginning. Okay. It's great. Fine. Fine. Great. fine. I like the other song. Fine. Wisdom to be wise. So you you started to talk about Pixar. And, and there's actually, this isn't urban myths so much. Is, is it sort of conspiracy theories let's Mm -hmm. call it ooh even better of what people have read into um, some of Disney movies Mm -hmm. and some connections between the universes there so this This, one and this gets rocky yes because some of them are while technically true and imply a lot of things yes I think are added to the movie to not so much lay the groundwork for canon but sometimes to reuse character models or light gags or nods they're not supposed to meant they're not always meant to create Deep foundations of canon. That yes, I agree. I think a lot of these are just Easter eggs. Then, mm. especially Pixar is known for Easter eggs, right? Like in old cartoons, Bugs Bunny could show up at the end of a Daffy Duck cartoon wearing a shirt that's a reference to another cartoon. Yeah. You wouldn't really question it and say they share the same universe. Right. Hitler and right. Bugs, like it wouldn't be a thing. It's just a gag. Yeah. Uh, and and 
Pixar has a lot of that stuff. Well, uh, great examples would be like there is a scene in the Star Wars Episode One in the uh, the Senate scene. Mm-hmm. E.T. is one of the aliens totally. in one of those pods, that's real. right? Like that's people do that. Animators do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there, actually in the I want to say there's another thing in E.T. in E.T. in the closet scene with the stuffed animals. Isn't mm-hmm. there? There's some other stuff in there, right? There's a ton of Star Wars shit in E.T. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, that, that's because you know Spielberg was friends of George Lucas, mm-hmm. right? So this stuff happens all the time. But a lot of these, so we might think they're just nods or just an Easter egg. People have gone on to form these really complex theories that some of them are really interesting. Right? It's, so it's I'm weird. Like, some of these are like people officially involved in the project, but like their theories that they may have intentionally put there are not sanctioned or considered official. Right. Nothing's canon until it actually appears in a feature film. And some right? things don't it's, need to be canon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but some of these are fun and... Like all of these urban myths and stuff, sometimes it's just more fun to believe them, right? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. I want to. I want to be. Good, that's a good way to put it. I want to be Mulder. I want to believe, I right? Believe. So let's go into the, the quick ones because I think these these are fun and these are something you can definitely find. So this one in Toy Story three mm-hmm. or in the canon of Toy Story, mm-hmm. Sid allegedly becomes a garbage man. This is this is trueish. Trueish. This is trueish because it's very much supposed to be Sid as a garbage. She man. didn't look trueish. It's. It, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it is very much Sid down to not only the t-shirt. I, I think they don't show his face because Sid's... Nothing dates Toy Story more, the original, than Sid's face. He's the, any The human faces in general. But he's like the primary human shown. So I don't think they show his face, but it is very clearly his shirt, and he's listening to a similar music that it sort of... Like it implied Sid was in the metal. And the same amount of time has taken place in between Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3 that it... it it's supposed it's supposed to make an eagle eyed Toy Story fan think that that is Sid. I don't think there's a ton of backstory behind it that they thought about. There's clearly been no Toy Story short about Sid's future as a garbage man. And hey, if he is, I heard they make way more money than fucking degrade podcasters. So sign me up. I want a fucking yeah. pension. Well, if you're in Jersey and you're in your yeah. garbage industry, that's yeah. a little bit different. Oh. <laughs> that's a different kind of oh, business. Yeah. Don't disrespect the garbage business. Sid. <laughs> don't make me come here. It's hat not in the, hand. Whoa, asking whoa, to give me the whoa, money back. whoa. You don't call it garbage. It's waste management. Waste Show management. some respect. Oh, my God. This fucking this guy. guy. This guy. He's, he's blowing up dolls left and right. <laughs> Can't stop him. All right. So, said. so here's, an, here's, here's another one that's sort of... Um, it's, it's Toy Story related. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of Toy Story ones that I don't know if they're... Let's call them unconfirmed. We don't mm-hmm. know. So we can call bullshit or not. Mm-hmm. So the first one is that Jesse from Toy Story 2... Mm-hmm. Um, was allegedly supposed to have been Andy's mom's toy. And <sighs> and that's why they just found her. She had kind of been forgotten or abandoned. It's, yeah, it's it's that scene, the Sarah McLaughlin song. And I'm not forgetting the Brave Little Toaster. There's a very sim- similar sequence to that in mm-hmm. a very similar looking mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying, but, you know, they wrote, Pixar people technically wrote that movie too. Yeah, it was a Lasseter film, right? Uh, yeah, and, uh, and Raft and everything. And, um, no, I mean, the more popular theory I heard from an official person in, in Toy Story was that uh, Andy cares so much about Woody because Woody is the father's toy. And if you think yes. of a timeline of when Western stuff was popular and that his father died of like some malignant disease. And part of the reason he loves Woody polio. so much. A, pol- a fucking polio. <laughs> that, that timeline doesn't make sense at all now. Yeah. No one died. No one's died of polio since 1940. Um, and yeah, and Andy was, was eight in 1995, but I've heard that story. I've never heard the thing about Jesse. And, and, and even when that story, it made a lot of sense and it made sense why a kid in 1995 is obsessed with a Gunsmoke era show. 
Well, uh, and and so yeah, in the fiction, mm-hmm. um, Woody doesn't know that he's a collector's item. He doesn't he's actually. An he doesn't old know toy. that he's a licensed toy. Right. And in an old license toy from an yeah. old show. Right? That got canceled after, I think they say like one or two seasons. It wasn't a long running show. It's not a Howdy Doody situation. Yes, I'm not that old. I've heard of Howdy Doody. Fuck you. Fuck you, Woody out there. It's Howdy Doody time. There you go. It's Howdy Doody time. Um, That's but, all I know about it. Howdy yeah, Doody. me too. I know and you know how else. I know about it? From uh, Scrooged. From Scrooge. That, that Bill are, Murray's character is watching the Howdy, That's Howdy true. Doody in, hour. In the past. And, his, and his dad comes in who is... Brian, Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray. Murray, his brother, yeah. and gives him like a pack of, of meat for Christmas. That's, I'm really hungry. It sounds great right now. <laughs> but uh, I'm. What is the? So when the, an official person on Toy Story gave that backstory to Woody, uh, Woody and Andy's dad. Yeah. So Pixar was quick to debunk it. Like, no, that is not true. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he, the animator who worked on it, or the writer who worked on it, may have intended that, but the company doesn't recognize it as true. It's, it's so it's difficult to say whether that's true or not. The Jesse stuff I've never heard. So yeah, the rumor is sorry. I'm just I'm mm-hmm. just seeing in, in in my notes here. So Andy's dad has apparently had the same name Andy. Mm-hmm. Had polio and, and died and died young. Mm-hmm. And Woody doesn't know that they're different Andys because they look alike because he's his son. So Woody is supposed to have been handed down yeah, from his of, dying dad's toy. A lot right? of stretches here. Yeah. A lot of stretches here. But. And that explains the fact why Buzz and Woody's, the name tags appear to be etched in different handwriting. Yeah, well, so it all comes around from the, the name Andy. You know, you have kids. But like, the thing, your handwriting is going to improve year kids over Kids' handwriting year. totally changes over the years. My handwriting right? has gotten worse over the years. So, so the one that's, yeah, one too. The mm. one that's sort of related. And this one, when I, when I look at some of the evidence, I go, maybe. So is it apparently, so Jesse... There's there's the story of Jesse mm-hmm. in Toy Story was owned by a little girl named Emily. When she right? loved me. One of the things people always wondered, Andy owns Woody. Andy actually wears, if you look at his hat, that's Jesse's hat. That's not Woody's. It is Jesse's hat. hat. He has the it's kind of the frilly lace like uh, around the edges. Mm. So the room the, the, mm. the theory is that Je- Andy's mom, Emily, was actually the one who owned Jesse, and she was the big fan of Jesse. So yeah. Andy has her hat and is wearing her hat from when she grew up. So his mom owned Jesse, his dad owned Woody, and they both they passed them down to their son, Andy. Wow, isn't it fun to think about Andy's parents as being like the obsessed GeoCities page operator of like <laughs> the fiction for the show that lasted one season that only they care about, and they somehow found one another and then just put it on their kid like now yeah. he's obsessed with this dumb thing you can't even see that the world doesn't even recognize oh see you just I just listened to a 302010 where you mm-hmm. talk about uh, Big Lebowski and all that makes me think of is that scene where Walter goes to the writer the writer of Bonanza yeah, right? yeah. and just knows everything about this guy who's yeah. just this average guy now in an that's Iron what happens Iron. when you find a stranger in the Alps that's <laughs> that, that's what happens. So you you mentioned this one a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. Um, this this is one of those that another guy said he sort of confirmed it in an interview, but because it's not in a film, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. And this has to, so so the myth is Elsa's parents mm-hmm. from Frozen. Um, we all know what happened to them in the film, or we think we know. Yeah. In the film, the film would have you believe they went out to sea mm-hmm. and they they got shipwrecked out to sea and they most likely died. Mm-hmm. The legend or the theory is they did not actually die that night. They were on their way to a wedding, which someone Mm -hmm. did confirm. Yes, they were on their way to a wedding. They were shipwrecked on an island. The mother was pregnant at the time. Mm -hmm. She gave birth to a son. The son then was adopted by gorillas. That little boy that nobody liked. Grew up to be. Grew up to be. 
the person that features one of your favorite songs that we just opened this segment Tarzan. With. Tarzan. Tarzan. So Tarzan is, in theory, Elsa and Anna's brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if it was that specific, that, that Elsa and Anna's parents were on the same boat. As Tarzan's pants, that could have been true, and then people speculated about that, and because they do kind of overlap, but yeah. you know, you don't know the times and, <laughs> and, and dates. But then, of course, the the director worked on both, and he said, "Yep, right." But that's you, what happened. You couldn't tell if that was just him taking, you know, it was it was yeah, just like, him messing around. Right. One is the Snow Queen, and one is an Edgar Rice Burroughs book. Well, You're not I, allowed to define. I would a also universe between these people. I would also argue that Tarzan, because it is based on you know mm-hmm. kind of a series of novels, yeah. actually, it's supposed to have a very specific time period. Frozen is meant to be sort of timeless. Yeah, like, you don't really know what. I Arendelle have to imagine Frozen takes place. place hundreds of years before Tarzan. That's yeah, or or just to me in an alternate universe where freaking ice magic exists. Let's talk <laughs> about that for a second, right? Not not that it's any better that yeah, a guy was raised by gorillas and can talk to gorillas, but hey. I can suspend I can disbelief. That. I've seen Walk Like a Man. <laughs> I think it's possible. Wait, the Howie Mandel picture? Yeah, isn't that one where we talk to animals? I can't remember. George be- the Jungle. I think you're right. How about that? Whatever, any Brendan Fraser movie you I want. That's what I mean. I was super impressed that you remembered Walk Like a Man. Yeah, you couldn't walk bring like up Brendan, Fra- Brendan Fraser's movie? <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's played so many cavemen. <laughs> so that that is, that's again, Fox Mulder, I want to believe. It's, it's allegedly... I think it's a fun one to believe. And the director totally. confirms it that he intentionally wanted people to find those Easter eggs. And I think that's really fucking fun. It doesn't need to be real, but for yeah. the people who care, why not have it be real? And there's a few of those in other... It, so this happens a lot in Pixar films where it's mm-hmm. like someone will be wearing... They'll use like the same wand as yeah. someone else. And again, those are... Those are, I think, are more nods to those other pictures more than mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you can totally clearly see a through line. I found a f- few of those, but there is one that has a big following of this theory and you're going to need to explain this one to me because I could not understand well no but we'll get to cars so (laughs) you'll tell me about cars next here's the one I was thinking of was that Tangled Frozen and the Little Mermaid all share a universe I don't know about Little Mermaid but you can see Rapunzel and Flynn in Frozen uh, as they approach the castle for the party wedding it's their character models. You see them from kind of the back of their head. So they're, they're, they are in the film. Oh, it's during the, yeah, during this song where Anna's singing about the, uh, for the first time in forever, or it's maybe just after that scene. Yeah, but, but it's, it's difficult to know just cause like, I don't know. I think you can see Pinocchio and Tangled. It doesn't make them part of a shared universe either. And I don't know where the fuck the little mermaid comes from. Um, yeah, I don't know. The other thing is, so, so part of that related to the Rapunzel frozen connection mm-hmm. is some people we had talked about the mother and dad getting shipwrecked earlier what if so people were speculating what if the king and queen of arendelle were on their way to rapunzel and eugene's wedding when mm-hmm. their boat sank yes and that's why rapunzel and eugene felt the need to come to elsa's coronation ceremony they're paying her back oh my god for coming for they, they died on their way to their oh my wedding god see they don't make sequels fast enough when you make a sequel fast enough people don't have to speculate over this kind of thing they can just enjoy it <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. But I I don't know, like, Disney movies forever, forever have contained cameos from previous characters. It's not a it's not a new Pixar thing. It's been happening for a really long time. So I don't, I, I'd hasten to say shared universe. I know that makes it more fun, but I also don't want to be a fucking wet blanket. So either. to add the conspiracy, mm-hmm. Frozen was released three years after Rapunzel, mm-hmm. which in the movie time... After the ship crashes, flash forward three years later mm-hmm. is when Elsa's cor- the coronation occurs. <laughs> uh, 
I, but then I, you're like you're going real world time with cartoon with cartoon time. How long was her hair? So here's uh, we were wondering about the Little Mermaid connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it's in my notes. So what if the ship that sank is is the one where she's is the up one shit? in the Little Mermaid where Ariel is raiding the Man, ship? There's a lot of sh- sunken ships in Disney stuff. It could have been Swiss Family Robinsons too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just I, I want to believe. I don't know. I want to believe. No, no, the other one wasn't about ship. It was about the cars. I do like the the post apocalypse cars universe. Which, yeah, tell me about that one. Sorry, well, if you're thinking of cars coming from a fucking Bush Cheney era war for oil, uh, are more important than human lives. The idea that we would someday bend over backwards for our cars so slavishly that not only do they, they become sentient, they become worth more than us. And when you you see you see the movie Cars, it, it op, like most of them open with like cars at a stadium watching cars race, but if when human beings watch themselves race, they don't do it in that format. So it it's the cars occupying the dead universe of humanity, adopting the mannerisms of human beings. Oh, you, you mean when human beings go to auto races? Because, I mean, we do it like the Olympics. Yes, we watch other humans yeah, do foot but races. Like, but... Odds are if cars were designing their own stadiums, I would just say outright, no stairs. There's not going to be <laughs> yeah. stairs. For, for cars. I see. Or bleachers. And so um, that's why everything kind of in um, spring Radiator that's Springs. That's why they have dumb houses. Looks and a little run down. Yeah. Because it's. It's like, you know, our sidewalks don't have lanes. Their roads do. Now, did this theory, has it held since after Cars 3? Because no. Because you see a lot more of it. But it's, it's something I think is fun to think about. There aren't humans there, but it looks like a world that was built by humans that is now occupied by sentient cars who don't know how to live. <laughs> who don't know how to live. It's possible, is what I'm saying, and I hate those movies, and I want I want something uh, really sad to be going on behind the scenes. It would just make me happier about them having having been three movies deep, as many movies as Toy Story. They don't deserve that. Oh, so sorry, I did find the last connection between um, whoa, 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 whoa. between Frozen and Rapunzel and uh, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. So Little Mermaid was written by Hans Christian Andersen. The Kingdom of Arendelle is supposed to be somewhere around Denmark. So that's that's the other reason why they believe the ship. No, no, could have. I don't know. It sounds There's a funny. lot of it. And like immediately when people had all those connections, the director said, yeah, that's true. And I don't think he has the true authority to say that. I think. Well, he, he said that the Tarzan one was true, but this, okay. uh, the Rapunzel, Rapunzel one, we just know there's definitely a cameo. Mm. So that's confirmed. The Little Mermaid stuff is the biggest stretch, right? Mm. Almost as big a stretch as the priest's erection during the wedding on the ship. Yeah. And the Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, prove us wrong. You know what James. that's called? Well, that's called a button where we bring it around. We bring folks. it around. Go to lasertimepodcast.com. Prove us wrong, kids. <laughs> yeah, um, please. I would love like, to hear more about this from anybody. I really would. Yeah, no, I'm sure there's tons of uh, theories out there and stuff that, that how these the Disney universes are linked together that I didn't really find in my research but um no this is this has been a blast definitely go to lasertimepodcast.com in the comments tell us what we missed because mm-hmm. there's we missed a lot you know we covered two shows with these disney myths yeah i felt like we barely scratched the surface yeah me too there's there's so many it's it's and now Ooh, there's gonna be this together Jesus there's gonna Christ. be way more it's a bigger company they own more stuff now yeah i can't wait to see when the whole fox I mean, thing shakes out I'd like wreck it ralph thing's gonna ruin everything oh well yeah the, the i don't want you don't look it up. Don't spoil it for yourself. But D twenty three did for everybody. But it, it connects all those universes in such a way that like this will be an irrelevant conversation. Oh, because he can he can warp in and out of the different. Well, because Wreck It Ralph. Maybe sort they of have the, a way to explain it. But like, there's something really cool that's going to happen in Wreck It Ralph that's going to combine multiple universes and 
Okay. It's going to be fun. I mean, that's bound to happen eventually with Marvel stuff. You know, it that's is. that's the sign of any comic book when running on forever. You, you have to eventually get into time travel and alternate dimensions. But it's under the confines of the internet. But I, I swear, just thinking about it, like, will all this be irrelevant? It's going to establish everything as a shared universe unless it's under the conceit of the internet. Well, here's what's funny is, like, I always kind of growing up assumed they were a shared universe, right? Like, I, I guess so, yeah. I never thought to myself, oh, Cinderella doesn't take place in the same universe that Sleeping Beauty does. I knew they were different yeah. times, maybe different kingdoms. Yeah. And it, I knew sometimes there were different rules played by. It was rarely as on the nose as it was in Aladdin, where, like, people are like, that's Sebastian, that's Pinocchio. Princess and the Frog is filled with, like, other character That's models. That's the one I was trying to remember. Yeah. So yeah. In, in Aladdin, they have a bunch of stuff. But they've animals. always done that. They've always yeah. done that. Yeah, and they've yeah. always shared some character mannerisms or similar voices that root. I don't know. It's fun to think about. I don't want to dispel anything. I really don't. Lilo and Stitch had some of that too. Or they there did. was a, there was like a Lilo toy in in a different movie, or my, might mm. have been vice versa. So again, yeah, there's yeah, tons did, of. This but stuff. unnoticed, like now when Pixar does it, it's like an it's like a fucking world event. But like every Disney movie's done that. They're, yeah, they're that's, doing it for a real long time. And usually it's because hey, uh, I don't think we're letting you in on a big secret. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same people work yeah. on a bunch of these yeah, movies, yeah. right? Or they were their mentors were the guys in the movie. Where they labor over them. them for years. Yeah, and so they this is their way of of tipping the hat, paying tribute. Mm-hmm. And we could all be only be so lucky as to have people make up myths about our yeah. work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Make up some myths in the comments or or <laughs> under the comments of patreoncom slash time. Anything yeah. you, you anything you tell me that I don't already know, we are going to discuss. I'm going to try and discuss yeah. on there. You know what's not a myth? What is all the great value and cool That's stuff you true. get from going to pat- patreoncom slash time. That's true. You all check of it the out. extras, including commentaries. bonus commentaries on mm-hmm. things. You get to see um, what what are some of the oh. Uh, some you get to watch uh, or you get to play games occasionally with folks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's the. We'll know. see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll let you know more than we know. There's a lot going on on the Patreon. Check it out. You know, and five dollars a month that is literally a Starbucks cup of coffee. So yeah. if you can afford, if you're drinking Starbucks right now, here's what I want you to do. You want you to go back to the counter, throw it at him. Throw it in his face. <laughs> take take <laughs> the lid off. You know what? I don't him. want this anymore. Let it cool down first. I don't want you to burn anybody. I could have gotten a hundred podcasts and movie commentaries <laughs> for the price of this fucking tall blonde bente. I'm That's not. right. And so I want you to get rid of it and say, I'm gonna. I'd like my money back. I'm gonna go to Patreon.com/slash/laser. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. We've been mythical and legendary. I think. Yeah. 